0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we're in 1939. Very soon after Rav Moshe comes to America, it's addressed to Alas Kvodidide Haravagon, uh, before first summoner of Yaakov Cohen K- Meskin Shlita, um, originally um, famous in Panovich, and Rabbi of the Shul in the Bronx, and of uh, many celebrated uh, responsa. Rav Meskin apparently wrote something that um, really got to Rav Moshe, and I think this is um, going to turn out to be one of the key um, one of the key truths for understanding Rav Moshe's, Rav Moshe's use of the phrase, but we'll see. So he says, nosar um, In the matter given by the sefer chinuch for the mitzvah of burning the leftovers of korbanot that are not consumed in time, that because they spoil we have been order to burn it, kusa Dambo lest the person be disgusted by meat that has Kedusha. So Rabbi wanted to say something new. if we have some other way of preventing the meat from rotting, Kimo uh, odd this is one of the transliterations I think that most got um Ramosha people used to um, just be amused by it, Kimo Hafriza Direr. Uh, which have become new in our time refrigerators so Rabbi Meskin suggested, says Rav Moshe, I don't have access to the original right now um, that perhaps Latid uh, Lavo, if we had a, if we uh, when the base of English is revived there won't be a Chiyuf to burn Nosar after um, a day or after a day after a, after two days and a night uh, because we can just refrigerate it uh, I don't know if Rav Meskin suggested we could refrigerate it and therefore still eat it, or could refrigerate it to avoid um, burning it. But that's his suggestion, that the um rationale means that Halacha would change because of refrigeration. So Rav Moshe says, here's a her phrase, l'ni ze le-yamer. In my humble opinion, this is something that simply cannot be said. Now here's where Rav Moshe offers a really broad principle, which I think has great value. Um, in understanding of Moshe, whether we um, buy it entirely as as is or not. Shebarur, shekol tameh Mitzvah mitzvot shalhuskru be because it's obvious that all tameh ha-mitzvot, all rationales for mitzvot, that are not mentioned by the gemurah explicitly in like the halacha, kimo like the reasons given in the sefer ha but v'tameh ha-rambam b'sifra mora nevuchim, and the reasons given by the rambam in the mora nevuchim, and maybe not in the Mishnah Torah. E'nam no-gim k'lau ledinah, they have no halachic impact, and you can't learn anything from them, even if it leads to a chumra, and obviously not um, for leniencies. Because they, meaning the Rambam and the Chinuch, in offering rationales, they're not evidence in the Gemara um, they don't intend them to be l'alacha. Right, Sorry, right? Where, how, what gives them? Right, where would they get the idea of giving rationales that are not um, evidenced by the Gemara uh, that would change the halacha? But their intent here is to say these things solely as mere rationales. So that every mitzvah has something to teach you ethically. But they don't mean. To say that this is the only reason, because we know that every mitzvah has multiple reasons. Some of them are um, exoteric reasons, some of them are esoteric reasons. And so, if you right to draw a halachic uh, conclusion from a single rationale offered by the chinuch, but maybe there are other reasons for the mitzvah that um, balance it. Therefore, any reason that is not mentioned by the Gemara of the you can't derive any new halachos um, from it. Um, then he, he goes on to specific attacks against this specific one. If the reason is to prevent spoiling, why is it different for different korbanos? Why is the why is there a chiev to burn no uh, no of menachos uh, which don't spoil? Maybe he says this is the reason for Bert you, you you meant to say this is the reason for burning it. And not the reason for um, for the prohibition, as opposed to disposing of it in other ways. No, that doesn't work either. When he goes through it in, um, he goes through in detail, trying to show why, um, as a opo- put in addition to his principled reason against Rabbi Meskin's suggestion, he also thinks specifically Rabbi Meskin's suggestion is wrong. Now we need to be clear about the relationship between Rav Moshe is saying here, and the celebrated machlokus at numerous places in the Gemara about whether darchinah tama dekra or or lo Tama de it should be clear that Rav Moshe holds in principle, Darshin on that rationales for mitzvot affect the halacha. The claim he makes here, and this is parallel to claims Rav Moshe makes in a variety of other places. We saw this already in the context of his claims about uh, whether, um, whether, what happens when halacha uh, comes into conflict uh, with scientific claims. So it depends whether the scientific claims were made by Chazal um, or not. Um, The says that tammid mitzvos have a role in halacha, but only those tammid mitzvos which are mentioned in the Gemara, and which are mentioned um, in the Gemara in halachic context. Uh, Now, I have argued in in, uh, other places, as shown via uh, most interestingly by the Minchas Chinuch. The Minchas Chinuch has a theological objection to tammid mitzvot, and he argues that any any time uh, the Gemara offers a, hamit, a, a a tam, a rationale for the mitzvah, it must have a halachic purpose, because otherwise it would be hubristic to suggest that you could understand the mind of God. Um, so what would happen if you integrate Rav Moshe and the Minchas Khinach? It would turn out that any tamah mitzvah that is evidenced um, in the Gemara, whether or not it's evidenced Ladina would um, could have impact the halacha. Uh, but Rav Moshe doesn't say that. He seems to have you know, two limitations. Eight has to be mentioned in the Gemara, and B, it has to be mentioned in the Gemara Lidina We don't know what his standard of um, lidina is. Uh, the illustration I usually give is Rava saying my de machteret. Um, just about everybody uh, offers rationale, but really Rava in the Gemara, Rava only offers his rationale for machteret that the thief um, considers the possibility that the or the likelihood that the owner will uh, confront him, and therefore the. Um, her, and the uh, and the uh, thief therefore is has willingness to murder. Or, all those rationales are discussed with, in great depth of halacha by the Rishonim and Achronim, but not I don't think explicitly in the Gemara, uh, where it's a post facto rationale for the uh, biblical halacha of Habavah Machteret. Um, so that's right. That's kind of a, a boundary area, but uh, fundamentally, right? Um, we don't know what Ravosha's boundary is, but at least he has. We know he has a hard limit, which is if it's not. Evidenced in the Gemara, then you can't use it in the halacha, and he thinks evidence in the Gemara the halacha. We'll have to figure out what his standard is as well. Uh, we'd also have to ask, what does it mean to be evidenced in the Gemara? Um, is there a difference, let's say, between um, what he describes the Chinuch doing, uh, Rameskin does here, which is a rationale based on a single or um, a, right, a single outcome, or what happens if you build a pattern? across, um, right, across uh, several cases. Let's say what Rechaim presents as a, um, presents as a lamdish Chakira, but we could easily see as a -a Tama Mitzvah Chakira, whether the, um, whether the purpose of the mitzvah of of killing the pursuer is to save the pursuer from committing the sin of murder, or to save the pursued from being killed, or some combination thereof, right? So, Sometimes, uh, right, if you build a pattern, right, the Gemara doesn't say explicitly one way or the other, or it says something ambiguous, right? Uh, right, to save them by their nefesh, save whom by by whose nefesh. Um, so again, that's that. In practice, um, it's not clear that Rav Moshe gives a hundred percent clear guidance, and if we were to later show um, certain kinds of inconsistency. In Rav Moshe on this issue, they could likely be resolved in that way by saying that at some point, the pattern of choices the Gemara makes is so clearly based on a premise about the purpose of the mitzvah that even if that premise is never explicitly articulated, that gives us um, enough of a point. Or if the Gemara gives a rationale, but the rationale is ambiguous, so then we know the halacha depends on it, so we have to, we're entitled to try and figure out what the Gemara meant by the rationale it articulated. But in the abstract, Rav Moshe makes a coherent claim uh, which is the only time it was mentioned in the Gemara account, but the claim is is again since he obviously in order to take that position he has to hold that a darshina tam nikra that we're allowed to have rationales affect halacha. So and he doesn't articulate why it is that Chazal have this authority that we don't. It could be that he thinks that Chazal have a masorah, or it could be that Chazal have ruach hakodesh, or it could be that Chazal are, are intellectually reliable. None of that uh, none of that is clear. Um, and it's interesting to try and. To try and see whether this is um, sustainable in practice as a um, as a rigid uh, line, and um, and we'd have to do a study of Rav Moshe to see uh, under what circumstances, I think there are many, uh, does Rav Moshe use um, rationales for biblical halacha on determining the halacha, and you know, to what extent uh, those are. The, the those, those are in the cases you would expect based on his truva here. And I do want to bring in something else here. Um, there is uh, a an article by um, Rav Meir Tversky, Roshiva Oyu, which is published in uh, the fall 2003 edition of Tradition, called Halachic Axiology Within the Sefer Achunach. It's a very important article, which deserves um, to be really rigorously reviewed and worked out, and Tversky promised subsequent ones. I don't know of one, uh, but I hope Maybe it's, that's my unawareness, I hope that, uh, I know there's one other article somebody else wrote off his. It's a really fascinating thesis, which uh Hr-Tursky sets out that in the Sefer HaChinuch, there are what he calls non-Juridical Tamim, uh, and those are always in the section Nishor Sheha HaMitzvah. But sometimes the Chinuch mentions rationales in, as, in, right, in parts of his framing of mitzvot that seem to be legal contexts. And uh, Rav Tversky argues that the Sefer Chinuch distinguishes sharply between those uh, between those kinds of rationales. Uh, he footnotes Rav Moshe and Dibris Moshe discussing this. He doesn't. I'm not sure uh, when this volume of Ygris Moshe came out. He doesn't footnote um, this discussion in Deiros Moshe. It'd be interesting to know whether uh, the, the the rationales that Rav Tursky talks about could be considered by Rav Moshe to be in the Gemara. But be that as it may. Um, let's take Rabbitworsky's uh, framework um, as powerful to begin with, which it is, that it matters whether the mitzvah is, cons- whether this tom is contained in the section called Mishar Sheh Mitzvah, or in, a d- or in a different section. So here, it's very clear that um, it's concluded that the tom that um, Ramosha is talking about, or Meskin quoted, is in the Mishar Sheh Mitzvah, Because here we go Mishar Sheh Mitzvah Lefisha Tevakol Basar uh, uh, Lehi Paseid Beshihiya, Lavoli De Sirchon. Because since the nature of all meat, is to um, diminish, uh, to suffer loss uh, over t- over time and to come to rotting. Therefore, Maryach God has commanded us to, to burn it. Now, um so actually has a second reason even in that section. G'am uh, there's also a, uh, a hint. Um, be interested to study if the distinguishes between Mishar Sheh and things which just say Remez. Uh, that's an interesting um, claim, but here clearly Rav Moshe's claim is consistent with Rav Turski's claim. It'd be interesting to know if, if it's always consistent. Uh, Rav Moshe also talks about the time of the Rambam in the Moro uh, as opposed to, uh, we met suggest, as opposed to the time of the Rambam in the Mishneh Torah. Uh, the Rav famously distinguished uh, between them, um, uh, though interestingly, not necessarily in the same direction. Um, where the Rav seem to suggest that the Tzameh noravuchim suggests too much that they're actually the reasons for the commandments, which should therefore change the halacha, as opposed to the Rav saying in the, um, in the Mishnah Torah, the Rav uses language of Remez, and it doesn't actually change the halacha. It seems to me that Rav Moshe is at least compatible with saying that the Tamim and the Mishnah Torah, the reason the Raman mentions them is because in the Mishnah Torah, if he mentions the Tom um, right, it is the Halakha, so that would also be a uh, interesting rationale, and then would he claim that all the Tamim that the mention, mentions the Mishnah Torah um, are actually um, in the Gemara. Um, okay, but bottom line, um, it is, I think, a, um, this, I think, is not just uh, rhetorical hyperbole, the way we showed in some of the the, um, the first several uh, episodes of this series that Rav Moshe just uses hyperbole with his uncle uh, when he says something cannot be said at all. And the things um, here, I think, Rav Moshe really means this is something that cannot be said. It really goes against his fundamental conception of the system to think that we can we post chazal can develop rationales for mitzvot on our own. Again, with the proviso that it really matters uh, to define what he means by uh, on his own, and therefore uh, and he, he sees the potential for anarchy in Rabbi Meskin's suggestion, um, why, if you can just change halacha because you think that some kind of new technology uh, has developed. That I think is very bothersome. Uh, now, whatever you, the, the challenge of the whole of this whole series is that when, when a says this is something that cannot be said at all, so, so far, we have not seen him saying it in response to it is an internal dialogue. Uh, right, I thought of this, but no, it can't be said at all. It's always in response to somebody else. And Rav Moshe's correspondence are generally great so that means that somebody else did think it could be, uh, that could be said. Yet Rav Moshe thinks so strongly about it. So what does he think if the other person goes on saying it? Um, so we could say that uh, Rav Moshe thought it was right. Rav Eskin didn't really mean it la because what was he suggesting? He was suggesting it latid lavo. Right, so there's no. There's no risk at all, right? Latid Lavo presumably will have a Beitin with the authority of Chazal, and so he's only suggesting it tentatively. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's what Romeskin meant. Again, I have not uh, found Meskin's original truly yet, although I would love to have people uh, suggest to me um, or look, at, tell me, send me a specific reference to where it could be found. Um, Rameskin again sends, sends you to uh, several places in Dibros Moshe, uh, where Moshe corresponds with the Satmar Rebbe, uh, talks talks about his objections to the use of Tame mitzvos, um, the halacha. I think those require separate analysis as to whether they are exactly consistent with what he says in this shuva here. Um, but the bottom line is, we now have a standard for test in for testing Igros Moshe's own use of rationales, which again I would suggest is really not uncommon uh, in developing the halacha that it has to be a rationale attested um, in the Gemara, and that Rav Moshe, if somebody comes up with their own explanation um, or even tries to suggest what halacha should be based on an explanation offered in the Sefer of or the Mora that they can't uh, provide significant evidence is in the Gemara and intended by the Gemara views of the halacha and Moshe refers to this as something which cannot be said at all. Uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you at episode 6 Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast